You're listening to Supply Chain Radio. I'm Matt Gunn, and joining me today is Brian Nella. Hello, Brian. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here. So today we're going to zoom in on one industry in particular, and we're going to look at a couple themes that are big in supply chain, but look at it through the lens of the chemicals industry. Now, we're doing that in part because within chemicals, and especially specialty chemicals, margins really matter. And a big area where you either make or break some of the costs of making these goods and serving your customers is in logistics and transportation within the supply chain. So that's why it's such a fascinating area. Now we've got some data to back it up. Isn't that right, Brian? Yeah. So a new study that we did with Logichem, it's the 2017 logistics benchmark report. It talks about the fact that the chemicals market is expected to double by 2035. And chemicals executives understand and they recognize that the industry is going through a massive change, the transformation, and a lot of that is going to have to be delivered and driven by the supply chain. Now, chemicals are big and wide ranging, and they're found in almost any sort of product that you get. A sort of underlying theme in them, and especially specialty chemicals, are that these are things that are specific to certain products, like an additive for paints or in things like adhesives that make some of these next generation technologies and manufacturing processes actually possible. So that's a very important and foundational element for a lot of manufacturers. And so it's interesting to get a view of where this industry is. Now, there are a few big themes here. So competition, this report focuses on Europe in particular, but these chemical industries, and there are a lot of big ones in Europe, like Syngenta or Dow, or you know, name a few others, DuPont, are facing new competition in other markets, whether it's in the US or now the rise of Asia and even Africa in some instances. Now, there's been a slow elevation of supply chain to gaining recognition in the C-suite. That's a trend that we're seeing in a lot of areas, but here we have some data to kind of back that up. And then just, it's a very competitive area and mergers and acquisitions remain at a high level. I mean, a big example to name a couple that we talked about already, Dow and DuPont are merging. Now it'll make one giant company, it'll be spun off into three new chemical companies, which will change the landscape really in that entire industry, if you think about it. So there's a lot going on in chemicals, but let's take a look at a couple of things that we thought were interesting as far as it relates to transportation and logistics. Now, Brian, to preface this, what would you say is the state of chemical companies actually delivering goods to the market? Are they, once they're making and sourcing and selling these things, are they able to really tell what's going on in the supply chain? That's a great question. And based on the findings here, it's quite interesting. You know, there's this traditional outlook that the industry tends to have when looking at supply chain and logistics is that it's more of a cost center. But there seems to be a slow evolution where there's recognition that there's a much broader strategy, one that can be um, you know beyond cost cutting, but more to improving service levels, um, improving performance, and you know looking broader and not just broader in terms of business growth, but broader in terms of visibility. And that's an interesting point because when when the survey was conducted, the top, you know, in terms of matters, what matters to you most and, and to you and your customers, visibility was the top with speed and delivery being second, price being third, and reliability coming in fourth as kind of the the key concerns that they have there. So it's understood and recognized that visibility in itself is essential, but there is also a recognition that term and what does visibility mean to me is an adjustment as well. So there's some interesting discussions there. You know, when we looked at 
how much visibility do you have? What can you see? There are still different definitions. A lot of people think visibility means I can see where my goods are in terms of what hemisphere they're in, or I have visibility into my ocean. But you know, do I have visibility across all of my transportation modes? How deep can I see? And so there's a couple of, uh, of dynamics that are prevalent here. We're seeing a heavy reliance still on 3PLs and 4PLs in the study. It's clear to see that that's still a big crutch for a lot of guys. But again, you know, looking at the big picture, it's two-thirds of companies don't have full visibility over all modes in their, uh, in their overall transportation. So there's room for improvement, and it's certainly recognized that this is a primary area to dive into further. So that's pretty interesting. So what you're saying is that in essence, they value visibility, but it's hard to know where to begin, right? So maybe they're using ERP or maybe they're outsourcing it to a provider like a 3PL to give them a little bit of insight, but it's not very comprehensive. And so you would imagine there's a lot of blind spots when you don't get that end-to-end effect, especially with transportation and logistics. Exactly, exactly. And that's pretty much what we're seeing here called out is still the prevalence of you know your traditional ERP tools or traditional TMS solutions and reliance on third parties. And yeah, it's interesting to see that there are still blind spots that are a result of this. And one of the interesting findings that came through here in the study also, 70% of companies are segmenting the supply chain, but they're basing it on customer needs or service needs alone. And so this means that they're not focusing or they're not taking into consideration the actual cost to serve. And this is a problem because, you know, if, first of all, yes, if I can't see, if I don't have that visibility, I'm not capable of actually knowing what's my cost to serve, but then how effective am I? How do I know that I'm optimized? How do I know that I'm even being profitable if I'm not able to calculate cost to serve? So even in things like segmentation where you're you're getting a little more mature and you're able to make some, some strategic moves, a lot of it comes back to that visibility foundation just to know that you're moving in the right direction. That's an interesting trend. You know, the customer you always want to put first, but if you value the customer without looking at the other aspects of your supply chain, in some ways it seems that you might actually be losing some of that potential when it comes to profitability. Your margins are getting cut by this push to just make and sell and get it to those customers as soon as you can without really thinking about what's going on deeper. Okay. Let's look at another kind of aspect of of this bigger view. How do companies value things like sustainability or digital supply chain? Some of these topics that we've seen rise in the last couple of years that in the past have been somewhat tangential or futuristic. Where are they there with regards to the view on the next few years or the view on how some of these big movements will impact their supply chains? Yeah. So very big topics. I think you look across most industries, you know, digital transformation, you know, 83% surveyed said that they agree that it's becoming increasingly important within my operations. Things like sustainability as well. I mean, it's recognized everywhere, you know, especially chemicals companies, given the nature of business that yes, you know, sustainability is essential. And I think almost everyone will tell you that in one way, shape or form, it's vital. But again, in in both of those, again, they're they're forward looking and and they're there must haves, but in a lot of cases, where do I begin? Right, that's kind of the the question. That's that, a tough one for anyone, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just, where does that begin? Yeah, 
Okay, so yeah, there was a finding in there that I found really interesting. So almost all of the people surveyed in this, and these are all really high-ranking execs in chemical industries, 83% see digital supply chain transformation initiatives as being highly important to the future of streamlining operations. Yet, there's a disconnect from this vision to what they're actually doing right now, right? Exactly. And, you know, it's a lot of it falls. If you think about it, there are, are silos. There's there's lack of, of cohesiveness or, or visibility across organizations. They're actually interdepartmental as well as external. So, you know, there was one of the questions looks specifically at interdepartmental collaboration. How much do you collaborate with logistics and procurement in order to reduce your total cost of, of ownership. You know, 59% said we have a working relationship with logistics procurement in regards to TCO. 21% said we work closely with logistics. Just, you know, 20% are working with logistics procurement on TCO, but it's not a priority for us. So it's a mixed bag there. And why? You know, I think a lot of times the reason is simply you don't have that collaborative environment and that's internally. And then if you look out externally, it's the same issues. It's that the silos or barriers exist between organizations, and a lot of times that prohibits you from having that you know broader digital strategy. What can we do as a supply network? You know, right now a lot of companies and a lot of their supply chains are still ironing out some of the more basic wrinkles, such as automating processes and kind of cutting through the friction that exists either between departments or between organizations. So that's what makes things like digital transformation such a challenge as well as sustainability in a similar sense. You know, you want to ensure a sustainable supply chain. It starts with that transparency and visibility all the way down into different suppliers, the different parties that are involved all the way down the chain. All right. So let's think about where the rubber hits the road for a second. Pardon the pun, because we're talking about transportation. But uh, what are a couple examples, um, companies out there that are taking steps to bring more digital technology into the supply chain and at the same time, revolutionize their own logistics and transportation? Yeah. So there's some great innovators that, that we've certainly heard quite a bit about in the past. You know, Dow Chemical is... Uh, a great example of an organization where they've they've digitized processes and, and they've been able to you know foster visibility in ways that, as we said before, it's about moving beyond just cutting costs, but getting into service levels. So, I mean, Dow, for example, they've been able to call out cost savings of a hundred million dollars based on some of their transportation moves. But more, perhaps, well, probably just as important. I wouldn't say more important is you know they've been able to call out examples where they're able to improve service levels. Let's say in in the face of incoming crisis or disaster. And there's a good example that Dow Chemical shared with our user event in New York last year, where. You know, he said during Hurricane Bill, which impacted the southeast here of the United States, the storm was coming in and they were able to basically have visibility into the freight cars that stood in harm's way of this incoming storm. And so with that, they were able to see, okay, here's the goods or inventory for our customers that's at risk, what moves can we make to either expedite or move the priority, the real important stuff, and get that out of the way as quickly as possible? And then likewise, what's the status of all remaining materials or all remaining inventory? And then being able to make moves there so that they're able to come to their customer with 
answers instead of just coming to them with with questions. You know, here are some proactive moves that we can make before this storm hits. We know the rail cars and we know the status and we know the status of inventory. What can we do from here to help you know, foster improvement or improve service levels where needed? That's pretty forward thinking too. When it comes down to it, bulk shipments over rail are a big deal in the chemicals industry. It's how you move a lot of their stuff, you know, a lot of their products across land. And so to foresee an event coming up like the storm an instance and and then save your rail network or save some of your cars from potential damage or loss of of goods imagine if that had hit them it would be set back weeks if not months in terms of production and in terms of replacing or repairing all of that equipment that they own that's out there on those rail networks so that's very advanced and it's something that you don't think of when you think about this whole big idea of, oh, digital, digital transformation. Well, it applies to the real world in some very significant ways. And that's, that's a good example of it. But not everyone owns their networks and not everyone is just transporting goods across land. 3PLs and 4PLs are often necessary within the chemical industry for the shipment and movement of goods. Now, how important is the partnership and how much are these chemical companies invested in making the most out of these types of partners? Yeah, so you know, looking at the research where we asked, you know, do you believe that 3PLs and 4PLs are a critical component to your supply chain? And 76% said yes. You know, they certainly are. They, uh, they play a big part, you know, value-added services, et cetera. But at the same time, you look at the data and it shows that there's inefficiency when it comes to actually having true visibility. So nearly half of respondents rely on licensed TMS for, for supply chain visibility, while the 76% are relying on 3PLs. Yet, you know, when you ask the question of how sufficient is your visibility, how sufficient is your capabilities to fulfill, it's not quite there. You know, fewer than one in 10 respondents said that they're fully satisfied with their ability to fulfill demand. They don't have the visibility, they don't don't have the agility to do so. And then you ask, you know, well, what type of solutions are they relying on for customer demand and for fulfillment? And, you know, when we looked at fulfillment and some of the solutions, you know, it's heavily into ERP still, point-to-point EDI. There's some demand planning. So it's, it's interesting to see that the visibility and the fulfillment components are somewhat hindered by focuses on, on point solutions. And then, like we said, an over-dependence or an over-reliance on the three PLs. And what we're starting to see in, in, in some instances and in, in looking at the data is almost an approach that says, you know what, I'm going to start to um, take back control and directly manage some parts of the the partner integration. So I think more companies are recognizing that the point-to-point solutions fall short in terms of visibility and agility to fulfill and to serve growth. And then we're we're seeing that multi-mode visibility is important to 86% of companies, but two-thirds don't have it. So there's room for improvement. And, you know, again, I think the data shows you know, in terms of where we're going in the next five years, there's going to be some changes. Great. Thanks, Brian. And I found the report very interesting. Certainly, you see this trend within the chemical industry that the executives are starting to view 
the supply chain's potential for adding value, for improving upon margins, especially in, in some of these products that tend to be low margin, and that there is this very big interest in moving past the status quo, the EDI, the 3PLs, the, you know, TMS, the traditional TMS or ERP systems as just, you know, your sole area of visibility in the supply chain. Connecting all of those dots, I think, is a big next step. So for the full report from Logichem, where can we find that? We can go online to Logichem.com or GTNexus Resource Library. Great. So do check out the report. It's free download for those of you listening. Thank you for tuning in to Supply Chain Radio. For more episodes, you can find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast network. 